Hi, welcome to the Pro Pilot Playbook Podcast. I'm Mike, and I'm here with my partner, John. <laughs> and uh, we're here to give you some tips, tricks, and hacks to launch your exciting career in aviation. And uh, we're excited to, to get back in the saddle and crank out these podcasts to you guys. And uh, we're really happy with how things have been going and the amount of feedback we've been getting. And uh, these questions just keep pouring in. Quite frankly, there's so many of them. Uh, we we got to sort through them here uh, yeah. and find the best ones. But we've got a couple uh, couple good ones to talk about today. So hopefully you guys are learning from this. We get feedback that says, hey, that the questions are great. They're exactly what I was thinking or I wasn't even thinking of that question. And it helped me out. And, and, and we like the encouragement. So so Sean will start us off. What do we got here for a question today? Yeah, yeah. Actually, you said a couple. We learned our lesson on the multi-question thing. We both, <laughs> we both ramble on way too much. So this is just one right. question, and it's a yeah. it's a great question from uh, uh, Gabrielle here. But before I read that, we had uh, somebody sent an email into the uh, the email. If you have a question for us, you can send it to podcast at propileplaybook.com and we'll answer it here, yeah. here like we're doing right now. But somebody sent us one. Um, no, I, I lied. This is uh, a comment on on YouTube, on one of the okay, videos, because yeah. the podcast is available on, I don't know, 12, Everything. 14 different platforms. Yeah, anywhere you listen to a podcast, you can find us. But we're also on YouTube. So if you actually, if you're listening to us right now versus watching, you could go to YouTube and actually see what we look like. But uh, Cody, yep. Cody sent us this comment. And uh, I don't know, it 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 got me. I love it, man. I love this. Stuff. <laughs> Cody sent this in and says, uh, "Just wanted to say that as a student pilot, there is nothing I enjoy more than you all's podcast. I listen <laughs> to it in the car and I watch it on YouTube when I get home. You provide answers awesome. to questions. You provide answers to questions I didn't even know to ask. Keep up the absolutely fantastic work. So, shout out to Cody. Thank you, Cody. Yeah, awesome. yeah, love it." We're finally all back in studio uh, today, so yeah, that's good. I'm back at my home pace. Right. I got to. Uh, I, I don't know if I told you, Sean. I, a friend of mine uh, invited me down to the hangar today for lunch, and he showed me his new G500 that he's flying. And oh my God, is that an airplane, man? <laughs> wow. Touch screen, everything. I mean, that's the newest golf stream. Yeah, and I was blown away. You know, what avionics are the touch screen? Is that that Pro Line? It's three thousand Honeywell. It's oh, a Honeywell, Honeywell and it's okay. it's incredible. I mean, there is screens everywhere. No circuit breakers. Uh, you can <laughs> trip and pull circuit breakers on the touchscreen. Yeah, there's screens on the on the overhead panel. Yeah, I can, saw uh, a picture of the cockpit. Yeah. It just looks like oh. a big computer studio. It doesn't look like a cockpit. <laughs> oh my god! I was blown away. There's a uh, there's an extra screen in the galley. And if one of your screens, uh, touch screens goes out in the cockpit, you can pop it off, pull that one off and stick the galley screen on there. I mean, it, it was, uh, yeah, I was blown away. Two labs, it's got a bathroom for the pilots up front. I mean, these yeah. guys fly. Yeah, fly a lot of the Falcons hours. have that too. That's a nice feature. Yep, yep. Just <laughs> when you're you, crossing uh, the pond. Yeah. <laughs> don't have to make that walk you... of shame down through the aisle, you know, to the back lab, past the passengers, <laughs> you know? That's right. Just when you think you fly something nice, some you know, everybody's always got something better. You know that's right. how this business is. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, love the comments, man. So let's uh, let's uh, let's keep it coming, man. So so what do we got? 
All right. So we got Gabriel or Gabrielle. I apologize. I've never been good with names. And then when they be pronounced two different ways, who is, I guess. So, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> All right. So, hi, my name is Gabrielle. I am almost done with my PPL, private pilot's license. And okay. I have a question for you about what would be the best option for someone who is willing to pay for a thousand to fifteen hundred flight hours progressively. And progressively, they mean I'm all at once, I'm thinking here, as I may earn my licenses such as commercial, multi engine, IR, etc. Instrument rating, IR. There's a place here in TMB which basically rents their aircraft, especially for flight building, flight time building, and ha and they have multi-engine aircraft, Piper Cherokee, 172, 152. I thought about beginning starting about 100 hours, and then a friend of mine who's also a student in a 172 or a 152 after I get my PPL. Oh, I think what she meant to say there is fly with a friend, share the flight time with a friend. Um, he is already instrument rated, so he can be some help. When I get my multi-engine build time solo or shared with a multi-engine aircraft, yeah, so <laughs> I'm fighting through. This is this is what happens when we all started doing text depiction, you know, uh, talking to our, our voice to text. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Instead of typing everything out, basically, uh, they're saying you know they can do the same thing with multi-engine, uh, multi-engine license. And so here's the question: I want to know. If it is in your opinion that if you have the cash for paying for those hours instead of going to college and or working as a CFI, male pilot, cargo pilot is a good option for preparing yourself and building a logbook for a resume that can use present yourself into an ATP job such as corporate or airline. Also, I want to know how many hours do you need for doing a certificate for flying a specific jet. And uh, they're talking about a type rating there is what that's called. It's a specific license that goes, or it's a certificate, a rating that goes printed on the back of your pilot certificate, listing every jet you're licensed to fly. You gotta have a specific license just for that jet. If you read my question, thank you for your time. I hope you keep doing great content and sharing the information people who is in the formation stage should know. <laughs> I will cool. attach below the prices for though, and, and they put the prices up here, what these, these things are. All right, so Gabriel, what you're talking about in the business is called block time. And um, there were some flight schools that figured this out way back and have, have been offering this, but um, the ones that didn't, you know, some of the smaller mom and pops, uh, you could always, usually talk them into it and negotiate a block time. And uh, that's the way I had to do it back in the old days uh, before it became uh, a little more mainstream than it is now. But people have always been, especially when you, in, in our, the product uh, we sell, ProPilot Playbook, uh, we talk about if they don't offer block time, how you can go about negotiating that block time and, and some of the right. tactics you can use to get the best rates. But this school already has it set up. That's awesome. Hands down, 100%. Good way to build time. Um, people used to do it all the time. Back back before uh, everything changed with the Colgan air crash, uh, you, know, you had to build at least 100, 200 hours of multi-engine time before anybody even look at your resume anywhere. 
that's kind of gone now. You mentioned multi-engine time and your thing, buying a block of multi-engine time. That's not really necessary anymore. You can get on with the airlines flying an RJ uh, without, I mean, like, you know, how much multi-engine time do you need? I've joked before, uh, you need a multi-engine rating, basically. However much time it took you to get that. Uh, 25, 25, 30 hours. I think I have some, seen some requirements on them. Some of them have said they, they want at least 30 hours or something, which is very minimal. Um, so yes, the block time is a great thing. Uh, Mike, what do you got? I, I, I do have some more, but I want to let you talk here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel the same way. I mean, just think of it for the viewers to simplify it. It's like buying in bulk. It's like shopping at Sam's Club or Costco. Um, if you buy more of it, you're going to get a better price. And if you already know you're going to use it, if you know you're going to use 60 rolls of toilet paper and you, it's better to buy 60 and, and it's not going to go bad right now, if you're not committed to this thing, which I think most of our viewers that are watching are very committed and that's why they're watching they want to become professionals and stuff you are going to be committed and you're going to burn through that time as as fast as possible and it's going to get you where you need to be whether it's training or 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 leisure flying or any any type of flying you do is going to progress you in your career so um absolutely i think it's a great deal you know the plane may be you know 110 you know 130 dollars an hour uh outright but if you buy 20 hours yeah i'm maybe. looking at the price list right what, now what is it saying yeah so 100 hours in a 172 um where they rent for right about 130 dollars an hour right next to me um you yeah. can buy 100 hours at 60 dollars an hour so 12 grand a, if you bought three discount yeah if you bought 300 hours you get it for 55 dollars an hour now where you really maximize this and and I'm keep saying they because I don't know if Gabrielle is a guy or a girl. That's one of those names that go either way. Um, yeah. uh, you know where you really maximize this, and they mentioned it is joining up with another person that's on the journey like you, going through your training, and split the time. And how you make that legal is both of you uh, working on your instrument rating, or actually you don't even have to be working on your instrument rating. Um, it, one of you wears what we call a hood. It's a view limiting device. It's either they call them a hood because it used to go strapped to your head and come down like horse blinders. Right. Instead of being on the side, it comes down over here to block you from being able to see out the window, but you can still see all the instruments down in front of you. And they also make foggles, they call them, which are these, they look like safety glasses that are all shaded out up here. So you can't see out the window. So one of you is wearing that flying the airplane. And then if you're doing that, this is all done in VFR, not actual real instruments in the clouds. You have another pilot sitting next to you who's appropriately rated for the airplane as a safety pilot. And then you can both legally log the time. So now you're splitting the cost of everything. And this is, yeah. a, this is a huge time building hack. And yes, yeah, it, it's uh that's a good deal. So now you all took right. your hundred hours at 10 grand and made it five grand a piece. Yeah. I, I actually did something like this in, in uh, when multi-engine was extremely hard. So did to get. I. So did I. Yeah. Down in Florida. Yep. Did, it went in down to uh, <laughs> Duchess. Yeah. In uh, uh, Port uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida, yep. I think, or Fort Pierce down there. Is that the same place you went to? Same place. I think it was like oh, Ari, yeah. Ari Ben. Ari Ben. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And they sold block time. And then one guy would be under the hood. The other guy would uh, fly. Uh, and it was it was good experience. I mean, it was a little bit uh, 
well, it wasn't the. We flew that bucket all over the state of Florida. I don't. I, there's very <laughs> few airports I didn't land in back even back then in Florida. Now I'm right back in so, again. You know, in a jet. I remember this. I'm God. That was a long time ago. But I remember this. <laughs> the thing they didn't tell you. So the ad was in the back of Flying Magazine, and it was like fly these by this block time, and it was some ridiculously low rate. Um, and you call them, they, the guy gave me the whole pitch over the phone, like, hey, just come down here, man, you fly anywhere you want, this and that, this and that. Well, um, the first thing was you could fly anywhere you wanted, but you could only buy fuel from them. So really you could only right. fly around the range. Of like the, we had this thing, right. we could go fly all over the place and come back, but they, yeah. So the range of the plane. Yeah. Right. But the, any, the any other was, fuel you it's coming out of your pocket. If you wanted to take it further, that's fine. But we're not paying for the fuel. Yeah. Yes. So the funniest thing, though, we're all there. We show up, man. We're all gung-ho and everything. And there's, you know, like four of these planes. And they're all flying, you know, all around. It's like a real flight school. I mean, there's instructors and students, and they're taking off in one. And the other one's coming in. They're landing and all this stuff. And we're, we're coming down there for like a week. And we're supposed to, like, fly like crazy. And we're looking at the schedule. The guy that we talked to, the salesperson, he wasn't, he was busy. So we're just hanging out, looking around. We're looking at the schedule and these airplanes are like jammed, you know, yeah. like, people are flying them all day. So the guy comes in and, and, and we're like, Hey, how's it going? We do the greetings and all stuff. I'm like, you guys got more planes or are these? He's like, Oh no, it's these planes. These are the ones you're flying. I'm like, man, we're here for a week. We're supposed to fly like 50 hours or something. How, how, how are we going to do that? He's like, I'm like, this schedule's booked. He's like, I know oh, how you no, did it. There's, there's plenty of room. And then he pulls the schedule, turns it over, and it's all the overnight stuff. Exactly. Schedule. Yeah, from midnight till 7 a.m. or something. Yep. You know, and they, they didn't even tell us that it was all night flying. Right, know, so. yep. I got my multi-engine rating down there, too, because they could get it done in, like, a day and a half or something. And, and that's where all the schedule goes during the day. And then, yeah, for all the time building, yeah, it was all the middle of the night. I, I'm landing in Opelika at 2 a.m. And this is back in the 90s when Opelika was even more of a disaster area. You know, I mean, <laughs> that, yeah. the prison right next to the airport and just, I don't know. Yeah, barbed wire. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, That's great. Yeah, yeah, I did the same exact thing. Um, but so, oh, just just to, just just to put a pin in that or whatever expression you want to use, that is not necessary anymore. That is gone. No longer do you need the hundred to two hundred hours to get on with the airlines. That's of multi-engine time. That that's dead in the water. It's all changed with this whole fifteen hundred hour rule and the ATPs right. required for it. all that stuff. Yeah, that's null and void now. You need like. 20 to 30 hours if that you could probably get hired you literally you could probably get hired with the uh you know 10 hours or 10 hours it takes to get your multi-engine rating you could probably get hired yeah yeah the viewers now god it's so much better than we did man i mean this is a much better time to to break into the industry yeah well that was such a significant cost that multi-engine time was like gold back then i mean It was just it so was. hard to get, and um, yeah, yeah. But okay, yeah. so back to the um, the question about if you had the cash that you put in quotes there, paying for this instead of going to college, absolutely at one hundred percent, absolutely every nickel you put towards your flight training, put it towards flight training, not college. 
like we've, yes. we've discussed this before college is becoming a a sidebar thing a background it it's not even it's not even necessary to even get to the majors even more they're like we disclaimer there are right. two majors two major airlines that are still requiring it and of course you're going to be more competitive if you have a degree but that's going to become even less significant as time passes by into the pilot, yeah, shortage. The pilot shortage yeah mm -hmm. Um, I would, uh, and if, if you absolutely think you have to have a degree cause it's you know, just in your bones, you have to have a degree. Otherwise you feel like you're a failure or something. Get through all your flying, get to the airline where you spend half your time at work, sitting in a hotel room anyway, and you can do uh, classes online. You can, right. you can get your degree while you're flying at the regionals. And now you're not missing out on all that seniority, which we've talked about before. It's all seniority and speed. Yep. Yeah. Every month, every year you goof around on the front end of your career. You have to remember that that on the back end of your career is worth mega bucks, like 400 grand a year, you know, so you yeah. want to spend four years in college paying to go a lot of money to an aviation college or something on the front end. That's four years you're missing out on the back end, which is a lot a lot of money you know a lot well, of money. yeah well over a million dollars well over a million it, yeah and it's not just aviation i mean the trend it is trending less and less uh, businesses are requiring college degrees and you know things are trending that way because it's so expensive and if you look at the uh, return on investment um so people go oh flight train's expensive renting these planes this guy's talk about this is all very expensive you know well look at uh the end result and then how much airline pilots make and yes it is expensive but the return is very good versus you go to some private school um and get a business degree look at what you're spending on that and then you know what is that going to pay you back obviously if you're a doctor or something like that a, a dentist or something that we'll get into in a minute you know right. there's a, a better return but you know it all costs money so you know uh when you really look at it from that perspective it may not be as bad as you think the doctor questions next week though <laughs> oh is that next week yeah okay yeah. that's a great one uh, anyway uh mike why don't you uh answer the second part of this question about the flight sure. instructing thing though because that that one you know you're you're talking about possibly buying a bunch of block time just to um skirt by being a flight instructor or ending up in you know flying a mapping job or something like that right um yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think that, uh, you know, when I, I originally got into flying, I, I it very early stage, I'm like, I don't know if I want to teach and everything. Once you actually do it, it is wonderful. I mean, we uh, uh, flight instruction, you learn so much by teaching. It's great. I, I still have my CFI. I keep renewing it. Uh, and, and I do do some teaching from now and again. But, um, it, you, you know, when you're an instructor, you get the best of both worlds. You get paid and you get the airplane for free from the person that you're instructing. So highly, highly recommend flight instruction. It is definitely the best route. It's a way to build time very cheaply and very, very fast. Too. And um, ask, ask anybody that's ever had to teach anything to anyone, and they're going to tell you that they never really knew that subject until they had to explain it to somebody it. else. And, you know, you're going to learn. I, I, I've said it so many times. I never really knew how to fly until I had to explain it to people and teach people how to fly. There's something magical that happens there for you um, oh, yeah. in that position. Not only are you getting paid for those hours. Now, by block time, you can supplement it. Absolutely. 
supplement it. You can get get through things faster, especially if you're living in a, uh, a city that doesn't have a lot of, you know, student traffic, you know, right. Uh, but to circumvent it 100%, I would say that's although in this pilot shortage, you know, you could probably get away with it. But if it was just just 10 years ago, you would probably have a hard time even getting on with a regional because they would look at how you just bought a bunch of time flying around in circles in a 150 instead of out there teaching people how to fly. If they didn't see a, a CFI certificate on your resume, it might throw up questions, you know, like, well, yeah, why, why wouldn't you, whatever it's possible. Most people do do a CFI. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you, I would, you know, of course it's more money and time and investment, all that kind of stuff, but I would go ahead and get the certificate you know, run, run through 10 or 12 students and see how you like it. You may love it. I really liked it. I never considered myself a teacher at all. And turns out I was halfway decent at it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, or at least I think I was, <laughs> but um, yeah, you may enjoy it or you get through those uh, 10, 12 students and you say, you know what? I do not like this. I can't stand this. And then you can, go burn through some more block time but at least you you did it you know and right. once you have it yet i mean today i mean once you have it you can have it forever basically with these online renewal things the uh what do they call it the FIRC, f-i-r-c yeah. or whatever yeah. refresh course yeah. yeah yeah you pay you pay a hundred bucks and it's good for renewing every two years for life because the cfi does expire every two years but yeah. uh yeah, I I would not skip being a CFI unless you have some incredible thing lined up. Not saying, I mean, we talk about in the program about skipping it. So, I mean, we're not totally against it, but I don't know that it's it's 100% do it, you know? Right. Um I know we, I just kind of said both things, but. <laughs> well, no, no, no. The, and then he, he was asking about the type ratings, which is a good question. Or, right. Or jet license. So. Yeah. The yeah, type rating. Yeah. You don't need right. any, there's, there is no requirement. I know um, some owner operators that fly, fly these little citation Mustangs and premier jets and, and uh, they have private pilots certificates with a, you, you, you gotta be appropriate for the type, uh, category and class, whatever, the whole nine yards of the multi-engine. And uh, you don't really, I don't know that you could get typed in a jet without an instrument rating or whether it would be smart uh, at all. Yeah, I heard there was a call for the <laughs> I don't even know. But that, I, yeah, I don't. That would be some weird gray area technical question for some <laughs> FAA guy, you know, whether yeah. it's even possible. But you would need a, at least a private pilot certificate, a multi-engine rating so. instrument, and uh, you can add it to any certificate. It's like a it's a rating, just like adding an instrument rating to any right. one of your certificates. So you need specific training in that airplane. And that's where you go to those uh, big, big expensive training facilities like flight safety uh, or CAE, uh, where they have full motion simulators. And, and, you know, you're there for a month and it's very intense classroom training, eight hours a day. Then you go into the simulator and fly the jet. 
Um, there's different ways to do it, but that's the most common way. And uh, that's what's accepted by insurance is a big thing. Uh, when you get into the jet world, uh, the insurance governs governs a lot of what you do because these airplanes are very expensive and they make very large holes when someone crashes them. So the insurance company's uh, real careful with that. Right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. Well, I don't know. I think we. Uh, I think we beat that one pretty good. I don't know, Mike. You got anything else? I. I think I'm. No. No. I mean, keep the questions coming, and we'll uh, we'll keep these podcasts coming for everybody. Um, we're, we're trying to crank it up a little bit on our end and, and, uh, and keep this content coming to you guys. But I, I would like to say, and we don't do this and it's so cliche, but we are building, uh, steam with the podcast and, uh, we do appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast. I know you hear it all the time, but uh, sure. and we don't ask that often, but, um, it does help us build the YouTube algorithms, make us more popular get to more pilots and and help us build momentum so we keep bringing this stuff to you so appreciate all the comments and uh yeah thanks for watching yep we're having a lot of fun <laughs> yes yes we are and we'll see you next week with another one with the doctor question <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks a lot yeah